Good evening and welcome back to our Thursday night learning of Hilche Shabbos. And Mitzvah Shema, continued learning every week should be a schus for all of Klai Yisrael, specifically those in Eretz Yisrael. And we should all be zeichet to be makabal p'nei Mashiach, to greet Mashiach immediately in our days. We're going to continue with the halachas of Hadlakas Neighbor Shabbos, lighting the candles of Shabbos. And we've already discussed a lot of the big questions. We've discussed where to light, when to light, why do we light, who should be lighting, what should be lit. But now we're going to discuss how. How exactly does the process take place? What does a woman do before she lights? What does she do after she lights? What are the tefillahs that should be said? When is the bracha made? Can she put out the match? We'll discuss all of those relevant shilas over this week. And Rabbi Hashem will continue with the second part of it next week. So we're going to walk through the process step by step of Adlokas Neir Shabbos, beginning with all the way to preparation, and we'll get Amir Tzashem all the way through it over the next two weeks, finish up all the, all the parts and all the steps of this process. We mentioned previously that a woman should preferably be dressed in Shabbos clothing before lighting. However, the Mishaburis does speak out that if a woman sees that she's going to be lighting late, and the only way she's going to be able to get dressed in Shabbos clothing is if she lights later than she already is, then it's better to light in her weekday clothing and only change afterwards into her Shabbos clothing. But preferably, a woman should be showered, dressed, ready for Shabbos when she lights the Hadlakas neighbors. Before lighting as well, the Kitzvah Shulchan Aruch brings down that it's proper to give some tzedakah. Many people have a tzedakah, pushka, next to the, next to the Hadlakas neighbors, and this is already brought down in the Kitzvah Shulchan Aruch to give some tzedakah as a way to ensure that the tefillahs, that the woman is going to be davening after the Hadlakas neighbors, specifically for children, as we'll speak about, those tefillahs should be neskabal, a woman should, it is proper that a woman gives a little bit of tzedakah. Now the question is, now already a woman's proper, she's ready, she's dressed, she's given some tzedakah, how many candles should a woman be lighting. The Shulchan Aruch brings down that although halachically all you need is enough light in the room to be able to see as we've mentioned previously Kavit Shabbos Oynik Shabbos Shalom Bayis as long as the room is well lit and a person is able to see those around them and see the food they're eating they are ready and there are no specific number of candles that need to be lit halachically. However the Shulchan Aruch brings down that the minig, the custom of many is to light two candles and those represent Zachar and Shamar the two times that we find Shabbos mentioned in the in the Luchais and the Sarah said Dibris but one it says Zachar Asiyam Shabbos Lakatshay Shamar Asiyam Shabbos and therefore since it says the word Zachar and Shamar we light two candles and the Shavuot brings down an interesting custom which I've never seen anybody do yet but not to light two independent candles but rather rather to light one candle which is braided. Two, two parts, two candles which are braided into one candle similar to what many of us have for Avdallah. Mishra brings that also, that minig, that custom, because also those two parts that are braided together represent Zachar and Shamar. There are other customs as well. Some have the, have the minig to light seven, representing the seven days of the week. Some light ten, representing the ten Aserus Adibris. The uh, Shabbos, was, Shabbos was the day in which Ma'an Torah happened. Some light ten. The Bnei Saskal brings down that some light 36 Nailis, representing the 36 hours that the Aragon is the light at the beginning of creation was around and was revealed before other Mauritian was kicked out of Ganadin. But the most common minig that most women have is to light two Zachar Shamar, and then as every child that they have, they add an extra candle for that child. And the reason is very simple. The Gemara tells us a Rogel Benair, somebody who's careful to light the candles and light the candles properly, will have children that are Tomide Chechanam. And therefore, every child, every Neshama is another Ner, another candle. And many women will have the custom that they'll add an extra Ner for every child, for every child. A woman should obviously light according to her minig. If some have the minig to only light two, no matter how many children they have, some have the minig to light based on every child. And a woman should light according to her minig. All of these are proper, valid minagim. A woman who, chalila, lost a child, 
or lost her husband, or got divorced, according to most Paisim, she should continue lighting the same amount that she was lighting before, even though she now has one less person in her family, or she's now divorced, she should continue. However, these are delicate situations. Not every case is the same, and a rough should be consulted if one if one finds himself Khalila in a situation like that. The Paisim also bring down that if a woman is away from her home, she does not need to light the regular amount of candles that she lights at home. So say a woman has five children, at home she lights seven candles, Zachar Vashamar, or her and her husband and the five children that she lights. When she goes to a friend, when she goes out for the Suda, all she needs to light is two candles. She does not need to light the regular amount that she lights in her home. The next area we need to discuss is the bracha on Adlakas Neirish Shabbos. Typically, when a bracha is made on a mitzvah, it's made over Lasiyasan, which means you first make the bracha and only afterwards do you fulfill the mitzvah. There are a few exceptions to the rule, and Adlakas Neirish Shabbos is one of those exceptions. And the reason is very simple. There are a few paiskim who say, that once a woman says the bracha of lahadlik ner shel Shabbos, she's saying that she's lighting the bracha of Shabbos, it is considered as if she was already makabal Shabbos, and therefore she would no longer be allowed to light the candles once she makes the bracha. Although we do not paskan like that, nevertheless, the Ramah brings down that in order to fulfill her obligation, according to all opinions, she should first light the candles and only afterwards make the bracha, ensuring that at the time of the lighting, she was for sure, according to all opinions, not makabal Shabbos. However, since we also want to make sure that she makes the bracha before she fulfills the mitzvah, which is typical of every other mitzvah, the minig is that she either covers the candles or covers her eyes and does not benefit from the light of the candles until after the bracha. And therefore, she, the process looks as follows. She first lights the candles, makes sure all the candles are lit, then goes ahead and makes the bracha with her eyes closed, opens up her eyes, uncovers her eyes, benefits from the light of the candles, that way ensuring that the bracha was only made after she lit, but nevertheless, the bracha was made before the kim of the mitzvah, before she actually benefited from the light of the candles, ensuring that it's typical and similar to every other mitzvah, that the bracha is made over lasiyas. And there are some svardim that have the minig not like this, and their minig is that they make the bracha and then light. And if that's one's minig, obviously that is a valid minig according to this Svartim. If a woman mistakenly made the bracha first, she didn't realize, she's not used to it, she made a mistake and first made the bracha and realized she didn't light the candles, that is 100% okay. She is still mutter. It's still okay for her to light the candles afterwards since, as we said, we do not paskin that making the bracha of the Hadlik Nereshel Shabbos will cause her to be Makabal Shabbos and therefore she can light candles even after she makes the bracha, although the custom is the first light and then make the bracha. A woman who is lighting on condition, as we mentioned previously in the previous year, that there are cases when a woman's allowed to light on condition not to be Makabal Shabbos. If a woman is doing that, then also she should make the bracha first and only afterwards light. Since the bracha she's making on condition that she's not Makabal Shabbos, we don't have the fear. We don't have to be nervous about those Paiskim who say that she was Makabal Shabbos with the bracha because she's doing it on condition. And therefore in that scenario, she could first make the bracha and only afterwards light. Similarly, a man who's going to be lighting, which as we've mentioned previously, a man is not automatically Makabal Shabbos when he lights candles. Therefore, a man who's lighting will also make the bracha first and only afterwards light the candles. On Yantif as well, where a woman is able to light candles on Yantif, as long as the match was already lit, as long as the candle was already lit, she's able to light candles on Yantif. Many have the minute. There are some that do the same on Shabbos as they do in Yantif, but many have the minute. This is where Meshavura says that in Yantif, she first makes the bracha, and only afterwards lights. If she found that in Yantif she did what she normally does in Shabbos, she realized that she lit first and didn't make the bracha, that's also okay. The Shulchan Aruch and others say that that's the proper way to do it anyways, to first make the first light and then make a bracha similar to on Shabbos. And therefore, the general accepted meaning of the Mishnah is that on Yantif, first she makes the bracha and then lights, but there are those who do the opposite, who first 
make first light and, do, and make the bracha afterwards, similar to the way they do on every other Shabbos. Two more small pointers before we finish off the shear for this week. And that is, first of all, when the woman lights the actual candle, she should make sure that she holds the match to the wick until most of the wick has become singed, has become caught, the fire has caught onto most of the wick and not just touch the, flint, touch the match to the wick a little bit and allow the wick to rise up on its own. Now, there are three reasons why she should hold the match to every one of the wicks, whether it's an oil candle or whether it's a candle, why she should hold the match there until the flame catches onto most of the wick. First of all, that is the way that they lit in the base of Mikdash. When the Kayin Gadol lit the nearest in the base of Mikdash, it had to be lit in that way. Secondly, we want to make sure that the candles do not go out. If she's going to light it, just touching it, and we're not sure that it fully caught on, that the wick fully caught on, we're nervous that the candles may go out after she pulls the wick away. And third of all, the arse, after she pulls the match away, I'm sorry. Third of all, there are those that say that if she's only touching it and the flame goes up on its own without her holding the match to the wick, it's considered as if it was lit on its own and it doesn't have the same status as if she lit it. And therefore a woman should make sure the Mishabura says that when she lights, she holds the match or whatever she's holding the candle. She holds that to the wick of every single one of the candles until most of the wick has caught on fire. What happens if the candles do go out? A woman's in the middle of lighting, and this happens often, and she realizes that the candles go out. So it depends. If she has not yet finished lighting all of the candles, which means she has not yet made the bracha, she's still in the middle of lighting, and she only plans on making the bracha afterwards, then it's not a problem. The bracha is when she's Makabal Shabbos, and therefore she could continue light. She can go back and light, relight the ones that went out, and then continue lighting the rest of them. If she has already made the bracha, and it's before Shkia, and there are people in her home who have not yet been Makabal Shabbos, her husband, maybe has not David Mincha yet, and has not Makabal Shabbos, she can call her husband over and say, I was already Makabal Shabbos because I finished lighting, I made the bracha. Can you relight the ones that went out? If it's after Shkia, or it's before Shkia, but there's nobody in the home that was not Makabal Shabbos, in that scenario, she should just leave it and not do anything, leave those candles unlit, and it's not a problem, she does not have to be nervous about it. If a woman sees that it's causing her a lot of anxiety, she's getting very nervous about the fact that maybe this is a bad sim and a bad omen, the fact that the candles are not lit, if she has a guy in the home, and it's still been a shmashas, which means it's still a few minutes after shkia, then she has the capability to ask a guy to relight it, but that's not a typical case. Typically, if it goes out after she made the bracha, and it's already after Shkia, and there's nobody in the home who's able, who has not yet been Makabal Shabbos, she should just leave it, and she was already Yitzah 100% her Chiv of Adlachas Neir Shabbos. The Mirza will continue next week with some more of the practical, relevant halachas of Adlachas Neir Shabbos. Have a great Shabbos.